0: Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week uh, by the Chief Talent Recruitment Officer for TechBlock, and I'm going to let Janine introduce herself here in a minute. You may wonder, why are we talking about this in a cybersecurity radio program? So if you've listened to any of our past programs, you'll see that one of the themes we hit on is education and getting people interested in cybersecurity, getting people interested in technology, because... I could talk to everybody and teach you all sorts of fancy cyber things, but if there's none of you are going, you know what, I actually want to do this in my career, or uh, I want to help grow and build this industry, then none of that really matters. So... Uh, one of the uh, things that we're doing here in the San Antonio ecosystem is uh, across all the education spectrum. There's things like Cast Tech going on. Uh, there's uh, all sorts of things that uh, we have five NSA accredited universities here. We've had professors on or administration from most of those uh, universities. So you can listen to that on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com or iTunes or uh, Pocket Cast on your Android device. Uh, it, we're also uh, Moving tech companies into San Antonio. The Economic Development Foundation works on that. And then Tech Block uh, as well got started up a few years ago. Uh, we'll let Janine tell that story here in a moment. But there's lots going on uh, growing our tech district here in downtown San Antonio. Uh, so for those of you on 1200WAI, uh, you're listening uh, in our, our home area. If you're on iHeartRadio streaming this, uh, you could be anywhere in the U.S. and you may not know about Houston Street. We may talk about some local things going on here with TechBlock and what's happening in the San Antonio ecosystem this week. Um, but I think the the role and what San Antonio's is doing uh, here uh, with the TechBlock organization is an interesting one that could apply to uh, any city out there that is looking to build, develop, and grow uh, their tech ecosystem. I think over the next decade, it's not going to be um, just the Silicon Valley Bay Area, not just New York and Boston. Uh, I think you're going to see tech uh, districts pop up in many of the cities across the U.S., um, and uh, those that can do some of these things well uh, will end up uh, on the trajectory that San Antonio's on now, uh, and uh, hopefully with a... Janine, we can even accelerate this. So you're a, a month into your role now?
1: Yes, almost a month.
0: Almost a month. Okay, so first up, to give a little of your background, how did you find your way to San Antonio?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, so actually, my husband is the reason that why we're here. Uh, so we are fr- both from Florida, um, grew up there, went to high school, college there. Um, and my husband uh, took a job here in San Antonio about... Five years ago, I think five years this summer. So we found ourselves here, um, and it's been it's been a great experience. I've seen the city grow like crazy just over the last five years. So I love just being able to talk about that from experience. Um, so here we are yeah no plans a, on going anywhere <laughs> yeah
0: that was one of the hard pieces and we're gonna talk some more about re- recruiting and uh, this but is the, uh, the the spousal relocations. This was a huge problem for us a decade ago here in San Antonio because one person in a relationship may end up with a great job offer in San Antonio and the second person's like, you can go because um, right. I can't find a job for me, my career. Um, and, and it just, it doesn't make sense for us as a family. It might be better for you, but it doesn't make sense for us. Um, I think this is, is one where both of you, um, you've great, uh, role you're in now, but even the, the rest of the time you were here, you've been working in San Antonio. There's been opportunities mm-hmm. for both of you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of my concerns to be really honest coming here. When I started looking at what, what companies exist in San Antonio, where can I go, um, it was definitely a concern. Um, obviously, things have panned out uh, really well. <laughs> yeah, um, You know, Rackspace was a great opportunity. Um, they're an amazing company. Obviously, one of the big ones here in San Antonio. Um, and then, of course, the, the role that I'm in now is super exciting. So things couldn't have have worked out any better.
0: Yeah. So uh, for uh, those listening out there, what is is block? What's kind of the goal of the organization yeah. and how did it get set up?
1: Absolutely. So TechBlock is a 501c6 not-for-profit um, industry advocacy movement of more than 5000 tech employers um, and people here in San Antonio really working to make San Antonio the city of choice. Um, I think that's, you know, one of our biggest things. We're, we're here to create jobs. We're here to create um, an environment that people want to be in. Um, and so it's it's just a it's a movement um, where we're creating jobs. We're creating, um, you know, we're just creating more opportunities here and really bringing, um, you know, that recognition that San Antonio really needs yeah. and deserves.
0: Yeah. And this is, is one uh, if you've been in San Antonio for a while, there was the are we going to allow ride sharing here? Are we going to have a city ordinance against it? And tech block, one of the the first piece, pieces that it, it uh, took on was was getting that done in a sensible way uh, so that San Antonio remains something that's attractive for uh, recent college graduates, millennials, to move in. Because for, for so long, San Antonio had been a net exporter of... Folks, we've got 150,000 people in uh, the Bear County area in post-secondary education right now, and they would end up getting uh, an associate's degree or enough classes that they would uh, end up finding a job somewhere else or on through to a bachelor's or an advanced degree, and then they would move out of the city.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it's still that's still something I think that we're facing today, although. From just my few short four weeks out there in the in the industry and, and working with some of the college grads and some of the grads from like Codeup and from um, Open Cloud Academy as well, I'm starting to hear that people really want to stay in San Antonio. They actually they want to be here and they're looking for opportunities. And that's that's one way I'm plugging in. Um, you know, right off the bat, is working with those those grads and making sure that we keep them here because there are opportunities for them. Um, and so that's kind of one of the things i've been working on thus far
0: yeah so I mean, what are some of the the challenges with this as you're starting and uh, you've got a, a fresh look at this You've and you've worked for a large employer here and pulling into where large employers get a pretty good um, handle on visibility, they get a pipeline going in. They have inbound interest to careers pages, but if you're a startup and you throw up a careers page, I mean, good luck getting anyone qualified to put a resume into that. So, what are some of the the challenges that you're seeing as you, you look at our growing ecosystem
1: now? Yeah, exactly, and that's a good point. And I think that's another part where I I get to come in and and play that part. Um, the startups just don't they don't have the resources to necessarily be out there on LinkedIn, sourcing candidates and spending a lot of effort. So they are just putting up a job posting and kind of hoping and praying that the right person (laughs) applies Um, and I, I mean, me as a recruiter and all the recruiters out there know that's just. I,
0: I can just see you cringing here. <laughs> if know. you, if you could see her in the studio, it doesn't sound like she's cringing, but you, I can see the the hair going up at the back of her yeah. neck. Of like, ah, you can't do that to source a, a, a the right person.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, and those
0: early hires are so important for a startup as well.
1: They are, they are, and so going back to just the startups having the resources, their other option is yes, they can hire an agency or a firm. Um, but it's super expensive and for employers like a Rackspace or H-E-B, maybe they can they can afford that and, and it might be the route that they decide to go. But for a startup, it's really hard for them to take those hard-earned dollars or some of that investment money and go spend it on a hire. So um, again, that's where I, ho- I hope that I could come in and pl- really play um, that part. And just getting, I have so many people already reaching out, looking for opportunities, um, whether they're looking for something large or small, but it's just kind of playing that um, sort of collaborator between the startups. I know that they have these opportunities and putting the word out there to people who are looking.
0: Yeah. Um, is the, the, the labor market, uh, while everyone says that unemployment is super low and all the rest of this, and um, if you're the one that's unemployed, unemployment's a hundred percent, it's not three point, whatever percent the number is here in San Antonio. If you're the one that's unemployed, it's a hundred percent unemployed. And, and the, the timing in the, the tech world is it's not super efficient to go in to like go try to find all these things on your own, to put a resume up in Indeed or to say put on LinkedIn that you're looking in, in, in an ideal world right now that probably takes f- two to four weeks for an entry-level employee and four to eight weeks for a mid-level employee and I mean maybe three to six months for a senior or an executive role. Um, from the time that you start a search until the time that you get hired, so you're 100 percent unemployed for that whole time if it's just you. Uh, and and I think the the labor market, uh, while some of these online tools have made things better than walking around handing out paper resumes or writing letters to people, I mean it still doesn't feel like something that is uh, just super clean, super efficient. There's not great discovery, because um, a lot of people don't even post a job because they're just like, I'm never going to get a qualified candidate, so why do I even list it?
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So all of that is is very true. And so one of the initiatives that I'll be working on is creating a website that will be a sort of single point of all of the tech jobs that are available here in san antonio i've already had people ask me is that something that you're working on well yes I, it's it's definitely it will happen um it'll take a little labor of love and, and some time but um as i'm talking to people who are just starting to think about new opportunities um throwing ideas out there like have you looked at the companies at Skillworks? have you checked out port of san antonio and they're just like, yeah. I what's know, the, what's I Port,
0: what's Port SA? Yeah. So if you, if you want to learn a yeah. little bit more about that, we've had Jim Persbach, who uh, is the uh, interim CEO out there now. He's been on the program in the past uh, when he was uh, heading up their business development function. But yeah, there's all sorts of tech things going on out at Port San Antonio. But you and I know about that. Maybe some of the folks in our listening audience know. But if you go stand on a street corner in San Antonio and ask people what Port SA is, they're like, we don't have an ocean here. Why is there a port?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so it's just, yeah, getting the word out there, um, again, to people who are here in San Antonio, whether they're passively looking or maybe they are on the job market. Um, that's been, I, did, I think, just some easy wins that I've been able to have up front.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be more good work uh, than you'll, you're will you going to be able to get done as uh, one uh, person all on your own. Yeah. So uh, as you've been into this uh, tech block, when they, they brought you in, they give you some goals for this first year. Like what, is, what does success look like for your role uh, through sure. this first year?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, you know, one of the things, of course, like I mentioned, is getting that website up and running. Um, on the back end, creating a data management system where we'll be tracking all of the candidates that are here in San Antonio and maybe, and even those that are potentially not in San Antonio, but just looking for opportunities and open to our city. Um, I think that's kind of first and foremost. I, uh, right now, it's just an Excel spreadsheet, which we all know is not super efficient. No. <laughs> um, so hopefully here in the coming weeks, I'll be selecting um, an applicant tracking system where I'll be able to keep track of, of everything and then be able to share that data with the county with economic development, with essay works. Um, those are all foundations that I'll be that I'll be partnering with and and so forth. Um, so that's one of the initial priorities um, that along with the with the website. And then the other thing is really just getting out there and, and getting people to know about our program. Um, I'm super excited about the companies who have already reached out. Um, some of them are the larger the larger players here in San Antonio.'' they're, they're, they're having those same struggles that even yeah. our startups are having. Um, so just getting out there, getting people to know about the program, um, networking as, yeah. as we all know is is a big part of it. Um, so those are the, some of the things initially anyway, that I'll be prioritizing. Yeah,
0: I know. Well, USAA said they're going to hire 1500 tech folks to work in an R&D center here that they're building out in downtown San Antonio, uh, away from their main headquarters. And yeah, even if you're as big as USAA, when you say you're going to hire 1500 of anything, you end up with a talent pipeline problem. Absolutely. Like that's just, that's a lot of people to bring in and on board, uh, for sure. It so, is. yeah. Um, so as as you look at this role uh and most of the time when you take a job somewhere in your your life you're like oh there's another person doing this job Mm -hmm. whether it's at my company or at another company or in my city at another city so this job that you took as far as i know there was no job description for this job before i'm not aware of it existing anywhere else
1: yeah yeah so there is somewhat of a job description but it's I'm still defining it um, as, as I go along. And I think it can change as we continue to move along this path. And, and as I continue to get to get out there and understand the challenges of the companies that are here in San Antonio, of the talent that's here in San Antonio, Um, That's the exciting thing is that it's really not defined and we get to define it as as we go along. Um, Some people might think that's a little scary, but it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, if you're going to work in a startup, you've got to be comfortable with some ambiguity. Mm -hmm. That's what I just heard her say. (laughs) Uh, And she's working in a startup in a way because TechBlock's been around for a few years now, but it's a small staff, uh, lots of big ideas, lots of big goals. Um, and then this is just one of the the newest ones is to make San Antonio the most efficient uh, tech labor market in the world uh, there's a there's one for it that's yes. not your goal for this year that'll right. be, that that'll be a multi-year goal yeah, definitely. Lou, Lou if you're listening uh, who's one of the uh, folks in the tech block board you can't make her that goal for this year <laughs> you're listening to 1200 waI this is cyber talk radio uh, and we're talking about tech talent pipeline in San Antonio this week uh, with a, a unique Role um, and a unique person, the Chief Talent Recruitment Officer. I think this is the only uh, kind of uh, organization anywhere that uh, has this type of role for a city, um, helping build a a tech district out. So uh, if you just uh, turned on your radio right now, you can listen to the rebroadcast and replay of this. It will be up on our website at www.cybertalkradio on Tuesday, June 26th. Uh, You can also stream it on uh, iTunes uh, or Pocket Cast or whatever else you choose on your, your Android device. Uh, we talked a little bit about Janine's background and how she ended up here and a relocation herself uh, from Florida. Um, and now she's uh, helping uh, other folks uh, go along that same journey and helping the, the startups that are booming in our tech district here uh, and part of the TechBlock ecosystem, uh, maybe even some of our big employers that are also in that ecosystem and uh, valued partners participating in helping uh, TechBlock and the, the tech ecosystem here in downtown grow. Uh, so as we talked a little bit about challenges, but we didn't talk a bunch about progress yet. And so in my history, I worked for SBC, uh, and then we were AT and T for a little bit, and then we moved out of all all, all the buildings downtown here. Almost there's uh, still a couple of buildings that have um, some AT and T folks in them now, but like the two of the big towers are getting redeveloped by CPS, and and there was this kind of exodus for a while. And some of the progress I'm seeing now. Uh, is we've got some critical mass uh, down here in San, in downtown San Antonio. Uh, the buildings that used to have AT&T folks in them are either turning into CPS's headquarters or they're refilled with uh, other companies uh, and other tech roles now. Because when I, I think about my, my time back there working for them, we had a lot of technologists, but a lot of business operations. And you see maybe a USAA down here. You see HEB hiring uh, many more tech uh, employees than they had a decade ago. Uh, you see uh, companies capture RX and uh, Mailgun and a whole bunch of others that are um, in this 50-plus employee range, and you start adding all those together. And I think we we likely have more um, technology folks in downtown San Antonio now than we did when when AT&T's headquarters is here. They still have the folks over at, at uh, 1010 North St. Mary's. It's a big building. It's still uh, f- full of folks and full of a lot of network planning and engineering and other things for them, uh, but. I mean, so I see some progress being made that we've we've kind of went down on this trough for a while when they they moved up to Dallas. But um, now that's filled back in. What sort of areas are you seeing progress in?
1: Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to touch on, and I think I mentioned CodeUp and, and Open Cloud Academy um, a little bit earlier in the conversation. So, I and mean, they're doing a phenomenal job on their training programs and and getting talent ready to be, be here in San Antonio for all of these open job opportunities. So I plan to continue to partner with them on how I can help in any way really help their graduates find opportunities. And I'm already starting to do that. Um, so I think that's one of the areas where we're making some progress there. Because um, it all goes back to talent, right? Companies can continue to come to San Antonio. They can continue to open up headquarters here downtown. Uh, but we need the talent to fill to fill those jobs. Um, and so CodeUp, Open Cloud Academy, great programs, um, working really closely with them. So I think we're making a lot of progress there. And then secondly, I think the city is starting to get the recognition that it deserves. Um, I'm not sure if any of you have seen the article that just came out. Um, San Antonio listed as one of the top 15 places to live. Um, I think it was a report by U.S. News. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, and it all goes back to some of the stuff that TechBlock in general is working on, what economic development is working on. We want San Antonio to be the city of choice. And so I think we're really making progress there.
0: Yeah, it, it's a it's an interesting one on the the kind of job opportunities, career opportunities, quality of life, um, and and where and how this this next generation of tech workers. Uh, Are they going to be willing to uh, kind of just bunker down for the first decade of their career and do nothing but work? Are they going to want to be able to afford to go on vacation? Are they going to want to be able to afford to go out on the weekend and do things with their friends? Because especially for the first couple of years, if you you go to a a New York, a San Francisco, you're pretty much living in your studio um, or you have a roommate uh, and you're not going on vacation very much unless your parents are paying for vacation still because you're barely covering rent. You're barely paying your bills. Whereas uh, it feels like in San Antonio, if you were able to come here, and this is one of the other things I see with uh, many of the, the college kids is you might get a job offer in San Antonio for fifty or $55,000. And you're like, well, I'm getting an $80,000 job offer in San Francisco. I'm taking the $80,000. But it doesn't work out that way. No. Like your quality of life is much better here at 50 or 55 than it would be at 80 in San Francisco or New York.
1: Right. And it's interesting. I, uh, working at Rackspace and, and recruiting executive level, for the most part, we, we had to relocate everybody from all different areas of the country, specifically San Francisco. And, um, you know, having that conversation and getting them to understand. And at that level, I think they they get it to a certain extent. But really, gosh, your money goes so much further here in San Antonio. And, like you mentioned, the quality of life. it, David Hurd, our CEO, and I were, were, were talking about this the other day. It's like, I would rather live here and uh, and be able to take those vacations and be able to do things that I wouldn't traditionally do if maybe I lived in San Francisco and all of my money was going towards living costs.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can you can buy a home in San Antonio for those listening outside the area. Uh, nice home in a nice neighborhood with good schools for $120 per square foot. So, two thousand square foot house, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, two car garage, yeah, white picket fence, all of those things. Uh, if you go into the, some of the most expensive areas of San Antonio, three hundred, maybe four hundred dollars a square foot. But at that point, you're talking super crazy custom home and all the rest of this. Where um, I was reading an article this last week, the median home price in Palo Alto now is three point four million dollars, and for three point four million dollars, you can buy your own block in San Antonio.
1: Yeah, you can. Yeah,
0: so f- Facebook's gonna have to pay it quite a bit uh, if, if you want to be able to buy the median home in in that area near their office. Um, Google all of that down there, and there's been a lot of money which has created that. They've also done a lot of things to themselves in that area with the precluding construction of new homes. Um, we talk. Some people complain about San Antonio. We've we're working on home for. Oh, we're working on housing affordability here as a city right now. Um, and I, I think this is, is one of the things I love about San Antonio is the people are worried that at $250,000 people can't afford a home. And I think everyone in California would just look at that and go, I wish homes were
1: $250,000. Definitely. And that's one of the things we have going for us. It's, it's, it's um, you know the quality of life, the, the cost of living. We have great schools. All of those things are important to people, um, and those are the selling factors for, for coming here to San Antonio, and we're continuing to grow. Um, look at all the development that's gone on at the Pearl. Look what we're doing downtown. I mean, San Antonio is becoming a destination city, not just to come see the Riverwalk, but to actually live here.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I get out and, and eat on a, a fair amount at new restaurants and places, and I feel like that things open up here more quickly than I can actually go to all of them now.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I have uh, my husband and I have a list of places we've still yet to go to, and I'm actually embarrassed when people say, "Hey, have you been to yeah. whatever restaurant?" No, haven't no. gotten there yet. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and some of that came about. So the the Pearl development that Janine just mentioned is a uh, well, redevelopment of an abandoned brewery. It's probably, if not the number one, um, it's in the top five of urban redevelopment projects anywhere in the world. Um, and it was centered around the the culinary Institute of America opened up a, a third location so they have New York San Francisco and San Antonio uh, and through that as being here a decade now has uh, turned out a, a ton of chefs and those folks are, are graduating and they may go work for someone else but in San Antonio if they save up 50 grand or 100 grand and they or if they get um, an investor to Give that type of money, they can open up and start their own restaurant. Where in New York and San Francisco, just add a zero or add two zeros to that in order to open up your own restaurant.
1: Exactly. Probably two zeros.
0: Yeah. So (laughs) it's, it's really transformed uh, what's been going on here from uh, our culinary scene. And there was always been some because there have been tourism and, um, some uh, just great restaurants uh, around but just the order and magnitude has is, is absolutely changed things and i think tech block is starting to have that impact on the technology scene we've had tech companies here in san antonio going all the way back to uh, the data point corporation that uh, invented the 8084 chip and i think they licensed the schema out to intel and that ended up changing things a little bit um but in you you go forward to one of cisco's earliest acquisitions was headquartered here um uh, David, I think, actually worked. The TechBlock CEO, I think, actually worked uh, for the Wheel Group. They got acquired by Cisco uh, back in the early 1990s. And uh, other companies, Globalscape is a, a small in the grand scheme of, of publicly traded companies, but a small publicly traded company that's been here for 20 years, and I'm listing a whole bunch of them. Uh, but we we haven't had a, a critical mass of those folks because San Antonio uh, is the size of the state of Rhode Island. Uh, for, for those, that, if you've just lived here your whole life, yeah bear county and san antonio is the size uh, of the whole state so uh, we're uh, gonna slide into a break for a news traffic and weather update here at the bottom of the hour you're listening to cyber talk radio and we get back then uh, we get some Janine to give some tips if you're looking for a tech job what should you do for your resume where should you go to find that dream job in san antonio Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by Janine Wild, the Chief Talent and Recruitment Officer for Tech Block, a uh, tech advocacy organization here in San Antonio, helping us build out our tech district downtown uh, and really all across the city. But, uh... Starting uh, in the building Geekdom is in. Uh, If you haven't heard of Geekdom, just uh, go on the internet and look for Geekdom, all one word. Uh, You'll find it in your favorite search engine. I think there's there's only one, or maybe there's still a second Geekdom in San Francisco. Uh, But it started here in San Antonio, headed out that way. Uh, if that second one is uh, still out and around with uh, a tech block, it's been around for a few years now. Uh, but Jeanine is uh, brand new to this, just over uh, a month into it. Uh, you can uh, hear her background in the intro uh, discussion we had. It'll be uh, up on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com or on uh, iTunes, or any of your favorite podcasting services on an Android device. If you're listening to us on one of those podcasts, thank you uh, very much for uh, tuning in, finding CyberTalk Radio there. Would love to hear from you uh, on Facebook or Twitter to let us know uh, how you found out about the program, where you started listening, and what else you would like us to uh, talk about and cover. Uh, We do a a fair amount on uh, all sorts of things related to the technology and cybersecurity ecosystem. Sometimes we... Get into nerdy uh, tech, like where we uh, talked with one of the founders of a company called Hop Zero uh, about interesting new ways to uh, defeat malware and hackers and uh, stop data from getting exfiltrated from your network. Uh, and then also we we talk all the way through uh, to uh, folks like Debbie Fitzsimyre at Youth Code Jam who are helping us get kids excited about technology jobs because if uh, no one's getting a tech education. Uh, Janine's going to be out of work because so there's not going to be anyone to recruit. And uh, all of us trying to run a tech company uh, are going to be uh, struggling uh, to operate, grow, and uh, really build the economy of the next generation. So highly encourage, if you're a parent out there, uh, get your kids involved in uh, technology, uh, whether it's going to be their primary piece of their day job or if it's just going to be part of the role uh, I think everything is going to have some technology in it uh, as uh, kids in elementary school and middle school these days uh, reach their way on through uh, to uh, the workforce and we were just watching uh, as we were getting ready for the program here in the studio a TED talk from the president of SpaceX uh, showing off a rocket port And and she says within a decade uh, we're going to be flying rockets back and forth instead of airplanes, potentially. So, this is the type of tech transformation that's happening, and and things are uh, big things are going to happen here in San Antonio uh, and uh, all across uh, any market where uh, you are able to get people uh, into the roles to execute on the ideas that uh, businesses are coming up with. Now you're wondering, maybe I went out and got a tech education, and we had promised folks before the break we were going to do a little bit on this. So. What are some tips for folks out there uh, to figure out a resume, get themselves hired? uh, Like, I mean, do I I put a picture of myself in my swimsuit on a surfboard in my LinkedIn profile?
1: Definitely don't do that. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Step one of things not to do is that one. But, you know, so what are, and I see it all the time though, as a CEO, I'm going through looking at stuff and like things that belong in your Facebook likely don't belong in your LinkedIn profile. Um, So, what are other, some, some more, um, sound advice than just uh brett's off the cuff tips
1: sure and i'm actually glad that you brought up linkedin because that's you make a really good point um so first and foremost absolutely get your linkedin in order so maybe spend some money to get a professional photo taken um, you may have a friend that does it on the side get someone to take a professional photo uh don't use your your selfie or your facebook photo for your linkedin Um, definitely keep it professional and make sure that you're filling everything out on LinkedIn and that you're adding in some of those specific keywords in relation to the type of opportunity that you're looking for because recruiters are using LinkedIn. They're using LinkedIn to find talent like yourself. And if your profile isn't complete, we won't find you, you might end up on page 100 and we're just not going to look that far. Yeah. Um, so definitely get your LinkedIn in order um, and believe it or not, you will start getting messages about opportunities. Recruiters will reach out to you on LinkedIn. Um, secondly, of course, get your resume together, make sure that you're highlighting everything you did throughout your college program, the internships that you've done, um, the awards that you've received, anything that will set you apart from other candidates out there, Make sure to include that on your resume. Um, You don't need to add a picture. Please don't do that. (laughs) Um,
0: No pictures on an actual resume. Picture on your LinkedIn profile. Don't don't put a picture on your resume.
1: Yeah. Um, We don't want to necessarily know your extracurricular activities. Um, but again, highlight those awards, highlight, uh, what you did throughout your program. If you were on the Dean's list or whatever it may be, you can highlight those types of things on your resume. Yeah.
0: If you're president of the Toastmasters club or something like that, and you're going to be doing public speaking in your role, that could be useful. Highlight that extracurricular. But if you were, right. uh, I mean, president of the, uh, dog walking club not necessarily relevant like it's good that you like dogs and you're taking care of them but it's not going to be anything that's going to be a skill that's going to be applied in your day job
1: exactly um and then the other thing is get out there and start networking go to meetups go to events um there are like a tech tuesday which tech block puts on the second tuesday of every month um networking is by far the number one way to just get connected, obviously, in, in the community um, and and get your name out there and your interest out there. Um, it's the easiest way to find a job. It's much easier than applying. There's a 100 other people applying to that same job that you are. But once you know someone, once you can make that connection, it will make your life a lot easier. So just get out there.
0: Yeah. And and that it's uh, one where if you go out and you've gotten the correct education, you may be able to find. Uh, there are going to be recruiting on campus, and you may be able to find a job. But if you want to find a job that you really want, you're going to have to do some looking and not just fielding the inbound request yourself. So uh, you can hopefully, if you've got some technology skills and if you've gone to Open Cloud Academy or Codeup or. Uh, The Microsoft Software and Systems Academy, we just uh, talked to the folks uh, that are open to that one up in San Antonio here uh, out on uh, Joint Base San Antonio. And all of those places, or if you've gone to a university and gotten a degree in technology, you can probably find a job. You might not be able to find the job that you really want and you're going to enjoy. And and those ones are going to require the networking. they're going to require getting to know the employers. Uh, During Fiesta here. Uh, Every year we've got a a Tech Trek now. We had 2,000 people, I think, attended this year's Tech Trek, which was uh, crazy. This was only the second year of it as a Fiesta event. It's one of the the most well-attended now. So there were 10, maybe 20, or maybe even more than 20 companies uh, that you could go walk up and down uh, the Riverwalk area of San Antonio and check out their headquarters, get to know and meet the people, get to see the differences in the way that they set up, the way they operate, uh, because... Uh, Every company's got a unique culture um, and a unique way that they do business and the different mission that they're on. And and all of those things are really going to be the difference between a job and a career and a company that you really want to spend a long time at.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, so true.
0: Yeah. So. I know at TechBlock, you're you're working on uh, this early in there, getting a, a efficient way for um, candidates to meet employers and get some of that stuff up and going. Uh, but if folks want to get involved in TechBlock or or donate to TechBlock to fund that and fund other things that TechBlock's doing, so that you guys can help our our ecosystem grow more, where where would they go online for the TechBlock website?
1: Yeah, of course. So yes, please go to our website, um, sign up for our newsletter. You can just enter in your email address that way you're up to date every single week on what's going on in the tech industry in san antonio Um, that newsletter will also include job listings that are in tech here in san antonio as well and then there's a place where you can contact us um, and that will go to our operations director ashley and, and she'll get back to you right away
0: yeah and you can come out to those those Tech Tuesday events. Uh, those will get posted up uh, on TechBlock's Twitter, their Facebook page. They usually do a Facebook event for them. Uh, and you can find those and come down and, and get to know folks. Uh, you can get to have a, a conversation if they, you wanted some more personalized advice about a, a tech career here in San Antonio um, Janine will be at those tech Tuesdays and you'll get a chance to talk to her uh, and other folks out there in the the ecosystem that are likely looking to hire I know uh, we've we've started doing a, a monthly CEO lunch down here and it, it was kind of monthly and then it wasn't monthly and when we just had one again here um, back in in May I guess we haven't had one in June yet uh, it and this time more than half of the CEOs down there I didn't even know them which is kind of scary and kind of wonderful at the same time because I feel like I get out and get to know a lot of folks. So how are you dealing with the, the fire hose of this? I mean, you could have a, a, an hour-long meeting with just each of the, the different CEOs and, and, and get eight hours of action items out of that for the next, and that could be your life for the next forever.
1: It, yeah exactly <laughs> learning how to prioritize for sure um, and and of course I'm taking as in as many requests as I can and uh, I think like I mentioned earlier just getting out there and meeting with as, as many people as I can on the business side and then also on on the talent side um, but end of day I am I am just one person and yes. I am going to do my best to prioritize and attack some of these some of the things that I've mentioned up front um, and, of course, just help whoever I can yeah. in the process. So if,
0: if you're a startup at, at going through, um, at what point, like if are you hi- if you're If you hiring one person a month, you probably can't have your own recruiting team or even a recruiter. If you're hiring five people a month, 10 p- people a month, like for, for some of the CEOs out there thinking about this, that maybe they should have hired one and they haven't yet. Like at what point for... Um, how many new roles that you're bringing on every month should you be thinking about having somebody full time that could be a liaison and really work with you, but handle a lot of the the uh, work for the specific roles uh, that they'll need to?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think hiring one, two, three, four people a month, you might be able to manage that on your own. Uh, although it, it can even at that minimal level, it can become like an extra job or at least a part-time job at that point but once you're getting over hiring five or six folks a month on a, on a consistent basis it may make sense to bring somebody on and you can start just hiring a contract recruiter um, and that way if your business is ebbing and flowing you can cut that contractor when you need to bring a contractor back on you could hire part-time or just hourly but uh, they, can, they can really dig in. They can get on LinkedIn. They can source candidates, candidates passively for you um, rather than just you relying on, like I mentioned earlier, those resumes just coming in the door. Um, so a recruiter really can take some of that load off your back and help you find that talent in a more efficient way and, and definitely more quickly. Um, so once you're getting over that five or six or seven people a month, I think it, it makes sense at least to hire a, a contractor to help you out.
0: Yeah. No. And and you think as you're starting to grow your business, you go, well, we're never going to hire that many people. But then if you you get up to where, say, you've you've got a company that's 150 people, if you have 20 or 30 percent annual turnover, which these days is not that high, um, people are staying in jobs for two years, maybe three years, um, but they're usually not staying in it for 10. You've if, at that point with a 150 employee company, you're hiring five people a month, or you're shrinking. You're not even backfilling the roles that you're, you're losing uh, from folks uh, moving on to other opportunities. So, uh, it, yeah, so as you're, you're out there and you're going and you're growing, uh, and these are things to start thinking about as if you were trying to go from 50 employees up to 100 employees, you really probably should have got a recruiter in on staff a, a while ago because you're going to have to hire more than five a month because you're just going to have to hire five a month to get up the extra 50 for a while um, but then you're going to also be backfilling folks as they uh, change roles inside your company again or if they, they move on elsewhere
1: exactly and yeah. then that recruiter is bought in they're they're seeing you from maybe a 25 person company up to that 75 or 100 person company they know your business and it just it will make your life a lot easier
0: And this is one uh, where the recruiters also, not only do they actually know how to do this on a full-time basis, but they have a a network of contacts and peers where you may be trying to fill a role that's different um, than uh, a role that someone else is trying to fill or they may know of candidates that are coming into the area because of a, a couple, they're both relocating. And so someone here is in that passive search because they've already hired one of the partners or they've got a partially accepted job offer and they're really trying to place that second person quickly uh, or at least get a, a pipeline built up for that second person so they believe that they could come to San Antonio and find a role.
1: Yep, yeah, definitely. And I've I've worked through situations like that with those that I, when I was at Rackspace, that were relocating here, and their spouse was also looking for work and just helping their spouse get connected to the right people because I have that network. Um, and that's that's a big deal when people are looking to, to move here.
0: Yeah. So on the, the tech jobs, I know we're always talking software developers and these hard tech skills, but uh, so as I look out the, the window here from our studio across to ScaleWorks, uh, which is a venture equity firm here in downtown San Antonio, they've uh, I think seven or eight companies uh, under that umbrella now. Um, and some of the, the principles there have come out uh, that it's harder for them to find digital marketers potentially than it is software developers right now. Uh, have, have, what are you seeing out there across the, the labor market?
1: So I, I have had several companies reach out on, on the digital front looking for um, digital, what they're calling a digital producer, digital marketing. Um, so the digital side is definitely booming and especially here in San Antonio from what I've seen thus far. Um, I'm also seeing a lot on like you mentioned the web developer software developers software engineers there's there's just a ton of opportunity uh, on that front as well um, That's the bulk of what I've been seeing even on the UX side UX design um, that's been that's been another one that I've seen come up with a few different companies that have reached out so far
0: yeah. And, and for those that are out there in school, what about the uh, systems administration? Are people still managing servers these days? I think somebody is. There's, at least Rackspace hires folks to do that all the time. So there's one, at least one big employer here in town doing that. Um, and I guess as I think even up and down uh, Houston Street here, you've got uh, Liquid Web, another hosting company. You've got Hostway has an office uh, here that's good size. So there's probably a number of uh, those companies out there in the specifically in the technology industry hiring systems administration. But then I know... Um, like our neighbors at Frost run their own data centers, and uh, many of the other larger employers here run their own data centers. So certainly, I guess, roles in the systems administration uh, side of the world as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They definitely exist. And um, you know it's it's also I know it's an entry level role, um, but it's a way to get your foot in the door somewhere like a Rackspace or some of the larger employers here and then figure out maybe what you want to do from there. But it's a great starting point. Um, And then if you want to move into something else, it's much easier once you have that foot in the door um, in that company.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, it's uh, take if if you've found the company that you believe you want to work at, my suggestion is take any job there and just be ready to kind of deal with that job for 12 months. uh, And then after you've got that year in, talk with your manager about, you know what, so I think I have other skills and other capabilities here and I would like the opportunity to move into one of those roles at the company I'm at. And companies are starting to learn now. It's much better for them to let folks move and grow and progress and stay with the company because if not, then that person's going to move into passive search mode. So they have a job, they're working for you, but they're really looking for the job that they want somewhere else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, internal hiring, internal recruiting is is key, I think, to any company's success. I mean, what better person to look at than your own talent that already exists? Um, And like you said, yeah, you should be you should be patient. If there's a company you know you want to work for, go and take that entry level role, even though it might not be what you want to do forever do it for 12 to 18 months and do a really good job prove yourself and you will absolutely have opportunities to then move on to bigger and better things within that organization
0: you're listening to 1200 wai this is cyber talk radio and i'm joined this week by janine wild the chief talent recruitment officer at tech block who's helping uh technology companies and uh Uh, businesses in san antonio source find uh, tech talent and uh, build our our technology ecosystem uh, across the city so i know you're pretty new in this and as we talked earlier in the program the labor market and especially hiring and technology is not one of the things i think it's done the most efficiently so i'm really excited about your role and uh, how you're going to help this stuff out but i know uh, as well, we've we've talked a good a bit about all of these uh, kind of core jobs that are getting hired out there. But um, as I refer to them as, a, as my CEO hat on in my day job, the purple squirrels or the uh, the unicorns, the, these unique roles, these leadership team members, it's uh, the hard to fill. You need someone with a, a specific skill set. Um, you may even need to um, try to help figure out how do I, I've got some candidates, but how do I sell them on San Antonio? So you uh, have some stories without naming names or companies or anybody else of things that you're working on already uh, to help employers uh, that are, are wondering, is this the right fit for me to reach out to, to you and to Tech block about this?
1: Yeah, sure. I'd, I'd love to share just some of the things that I've already started to work on. So um, one that I I'd love to share with, with people um, asking about what I'm doing right now. I've had a, a company reach out local here to San Antonio. They've, they've been here for 15 plus years. They're currently outsourcing all of their dev work um, to other agencies in other cities, in Dallas and um, some of the bigger hubs, and they they reached out and said, hey, you know, we would love to have these jobs exist here in San Antonio. Can you help me find these people? Because if so, we'll create those jobs here in San Antonio. And I think that's that's huge. That's what we want. Um, we don't want you outsourcing if if you don't have to. So. Um, that's something that I'm working on currently with that business owner, just getting even from his job descriptions together and um, starting to get the word out there that this opportunity exists. Um, and once he he finds that person, he'll want to build out a team, which, which is great. So I'm helping him with that. Um, I also had another small um, startup company reach out that is looking to hire a chief technology officer and already have a candidate in process there that that um, they're getting really close on potentially making an offer to so that's super exciting. So please, yeah, reach out to me if if you are looking um, for to do any of those types of things. I would love to help.
0: Yeah, and and this is uh, the one where each one of these roles that gets filled each it allows another company to continue to grow on and thrive and succeed because um, some of those those critical roles if they sit vacant for. 30, 60, 90 days a year, and this is not an uncommon thing to have happen, then potentially that whole business kind of almost grinds to a halt. At least innovation may grind to a halt uh, or big projects will grind to a halt and that impacts growth, stifles growth in a big way uh, and it hurts the economy much more than just one job being vacant because there may be 10, 20, 50 other people at that company that aren't able to live up to their full potential. Um, and the, the growth opportunity that may have been available for the the company that if they were able to fill that CTO role ends up going to another company somewhere else in another city. Um, so likely your, your biggest competitor is mostly in the tech world is not someone straight down the street from you. Even if you're in San Francisco or Boston or wherever else, uh, it's, those are big markets uh, on their own, and, and your competitors likely not right next door to you.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: So uh, we're getting ready to uh, to wrap up here. Uh, so I know we we had talked about the the one year vision of this. So initially, when when TechBlock started up, I think they wanted to get to a thousand members, and now they're over five thousand members. So. Um, my uh, vision for, for you, I think, is as Chief Talent Recruitment Officer, let's let's see if, if we can get some money out there to TechBlock uh, to help keep your your role going and but as well as help you grow your team because the, the more that uh, we're able to work together as a community here, uh, the more that uh, it's all going to grow and, and build an ecosystem that we all benefit from. Uh, I mean, I, I see uh, folks these days are, are looking to move to towns where, uh, in cities where they know they're going to have more than one job opportunity with one company, uh, so the more successful everybody is here, the more likely we're all going to be able to fill uh, our roles uh, in each of our businesses individually.
1: Yeah, that's uh, couldn't be more true, and and that's one of the reasons San Francisco has been so successful. They've they've been this it's been this collaborative environment where tech companies are working together, not against each other. And I hope that's the point that we can get to, and that's why I'm here to to be that central point of of collaboration, to be that single point of contact, um, and work together as a whole to make the San Antonio ecosystem what we need it to be, and to help fund our growing tech industry.
0: Yeah. So come out meet Janine at Tech Tuesday in July. Uh, contact her via the Tech Block website. Uh, you can uh, get in contact with her or Ashley there who. Uh, really runs a lot of the day-to-day operations for TechBlock. Uh, You'll also uh, likely see David Hurd around town if you're out following Janine's advice, doing those networking things. He's the uh, CEO of TechBlock, but then he also has a day job uh, at one of our our great technology companies here. Uh, He's not quite been on the program yet, but we've had folks... from his company on the program i'd love david for you to come on and talk about all the things that you do at, at some point here in the future
1: thank you brett and, and cyber talk radio for having me here today super appreciative of this opportunity and just getting the word out there about tech block and my new role um, as brett mentioned please reach out to us um, you can contact us on facebook or via our website if there's anything that you need feel free to, to reach out i would love to to help you in any way that i can thank you guys so much